Okay, if we're done with the fashion show, can we get on with the pod? We ready? Fine, yeah, let's go. All right. Welcome back to Two Homers and a Realist. Our voices are cracking. The Sooners win over Arkansas State 73-0. to We have a special guest with us. I'm Steve. Lucas. Connor. Jay. And Greg sitting in here, going to chime in with some, some deep insights or, or maybe just be an audience member. Ava's also in the audience. This is a post-game pod. It's our first post-game pod. It's the first of the 2023 season. Boys, we are off to a great start. And tell you what else helps with the great start, Tobacco Exchange, our big sponsor for the post-game pods this season. They have three wonderfully convenient locations, great selection, best pricing in the metro, I'll swear by that, and a very knowledgeable staff. We are smoking some Jake Wyatt's, um, as provided by Tobacco Exchange. It's good smoke. Very good smoke, very smooth. Um, kind of, They kind of fine-tailored each one of these to us and our specifications, what we were looking for. So I really appreciate that. Tobacco Exchange, sponsor of the pod. Well, let's get to it, guys. OU covered two times over today. Spread was like 35, 36 was maybe 36 and a half. Well, I don't care. We 73 to nothing. We destroyed Arkansas State and looked really good doing it. We're going to have a lot of positive accolades, maybe a few critical points. One thing that I'll say, if you'll think back to the pregame pod when we were talking about what we're going to look for and hope for in the, the game, they hit on most everything I was looking for, which was consistency, dominance at the line of scrimmage, able to get yardage in big chunks, especially in the passing game, and especially early on when the game really was critical and you have everybody putting a complete effort into it before it started to just be a runaway train. What, what are you guys' thoughts, though? I think it's hard to complain about the performance today. Um, wait, wait. Like, wait, like wait, you wait, said. wait, 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 <laughs> wait. Let's make sure. We, Lucas is the one talking here. We, we're yeah. going to have to retitle the pod. <laughs> it's, <laughs> no, it's Arkansas State. <laughs> this is three super realists. We were saying this after Nebraska. I just want to make sure I, I heard it correctly. Um, like Steve said, a lot of the things we, we touched on on the previous pod about things to look for, I think we saw improvement in most of those areas. I don't know that. I was that impressed with the defensive line like I'd hoped to be as far as getting pressure. I think we only registered one sack today. Um, we made him throw it a little bit quicker than he wanted to a few times on some hurries. But overall, and I think their style of offense is more throw it pretty quick anyway, so that makes it a little harder. Um, but we held them in the rush rushing category to 48 yards. Can't ever complain about that, no matter who you're playing. And then um, – the other thing, I, I didn't think our running game was where it should be, but it's obviously the beat-and-bow style offensive line where it gets better as we go along. We had 220 yards rushing, but our longest rush of the day was 16 yards, which is pretty low for what I feel like our, our running back capability is. What I, was our total yardage again? Uh, total yardage for rushing? or Yeah, for rushing. 220. 220. So that's pretty good. That was on 49 carries, though, so we only averaged four and a half yards rushing. And usually against these type of teams, we averaged six or six or seven yards a rush. So That's true, I but we, we, didn't have, we didn't have the breakaway run. And right. usually, you, especially when you're running the ball a lot like we were able to do today, you get a few of those. You, you just yeah, keep going back yards. to it. Eventually, you're going to bust one. Yeah. And it's going to go, I mean, maybe 50 yards, and, and that distorts your averages. So the average is pretty good considering that 
they were just short bursts were never one giant one to to pull the average up and being so. able to get a couple third and fours and third and twos i mean at one point in the middle of the third quarter we were nine of 11 or 10 of 11 or something like that for one on third down conversions nine um i actually saved that stat earlier uh in my notes but it was uh it was pretty impressive we were nine of ten on third down through three quarters Last year against UTEP, we were three of eight and three of twelve against Kent State. So, even though Arkansas State's probably a lesser team than those two teams, it's still it's still nice picking up third downs. Right, and I'll agree. I mean, I, I think just to piggyback off a lot of that is same same sort of light criticism towards the defensive line. Venables they come out and say, I mean, something that I. I don't have the wherewithal to see during the game is is uh, Arkansas State running a lot of seven, eight guy, eight man protection um, on their offense apparently. So uh, they were getting rid of the ball quick. It's not like I don't think it was a lack of a complete lack of pressure. They were getting the ball out quick. The the good thing I saw was our defensive backs and our linebackers closing on the ball as well. Uh, so I enjoyed seeing that. <clears throat> I think one thing that I said I was looking for uh, in the in the pregame was. Gabriel able to throw the ball over the middle. Overall, accuracy looked great. I think we were extremely efficient on the day uh, at the quarterback spot. We were what, Lucas, thirty for thirty-three, or something along those lines. Yep. Um, yeah, on a on a passing on the passing total between Arnold and uh, Arnold, Gabriel and Arnold, G- Gabriel and Arnold. Yeah, yeah, yeah Arnold yeah. went eleven so for Booty, eleven. Booty didn't record his pass because it was a penalty, I think. So right. Um, and Bevel didn't get a chance to pass yeah. before he crumpled. Yeah. So yeah, thoughts out. Poor for, kid. Thoughts yeah. out for da- uh, Davis Bevel, but that sucks. Overall. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think you saw Jay and I looked at each other through the first five minutes of the game and said you couldn't ask for a better start between deeply. The, they were really close and yeah, really we, we were right there. Very personal, one on one. We we got the great seats today that we got to watch the game from. Did you um, move the end zone? No, no, no. You're mistaken. Oh. So, um, but no, I, I think it was. It, we couldn't have asked for anything better. I don't think today, uh, other than cooler temperatures. Cooler temperatures, I would have loved to have hit that 80-point mark. I think that would have been pretty cool. Uh, I, we were talking during the game. I think it would have been some sort of record in a home opener uh, had we scored. Yeah, uh, 79 against North Texas in 2013 was, was the prior the, record, was the prior I record. So um, really impressed. I, I do think I'm ex- I think the run game today set up a lot of what we saw in the pass game. And they were stuffing um, the box a lot. They were in the box a lot. I mean, they were loading that box. So I don't know. It was... I don't have a lot of complaints. It's a great first pregame to have. It's very unlike the uh, best we've looked in a while. The Tulane, the, the, the initial podcast that we did against Tulane, where I was trying to f- sh- slice positives off of everything I could because it was hard to find something. So, so. Jay, yeah, le- echo or, or elaborate on that. Oh, looking really good in an opener. When's the last time you think we've looked this good in an opener? Honestly, can't even think back. It, it would have to be. Uh, I mean, Kyler did pretty good in his opener, but it wasn't just dominant. But it wasn't dominant, like, yeah. Um, I don't – who oh, – do you remember Jalen's opener? Houston, Sunday night game, wide out. I don't know. It well, was an okay game. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it's it has been a while. It has been a while, yeah. It's hard to complain about too much, like you guys said. Um, I'll disagree with you a little bit, Steve. What I was looking for was domination from both lines. And the D-line did its job 
and they were in a lot of mass protection and getting the ball out quick. And you can't complain about keeping someone to that low yardage rushing. And then offensively, I feel like we should have had uh, much bigger holes, even though they were crowding the line of scrimmage. I, I still think a lesser team like that loading the box, you should still be able to create enough seams for one of your guys to hit a couple. But it's, I mean, it's nitpicking. that's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. That's a good point. Seventy-three point game. It's it's hard to come down too hard on on the team. What I liked most uh, that maybe we haven't necessarily mentioned is I feel like we tackled really well. There was only one or two times where we got our hands on them that they kind of spun out of one. Or well, and the good thing is, is in those one or two times I think we had guys around. Right. Yeah. The pursuit. Tackles, right? The pursuit was good. I think the team hustled the whole time. They looked. They looked in it. I mean, you didn't see a drop off in effort from anybody. Uh, well, well, how many guys did we play today? Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven, which just seems it's phenomenal. Incredible. So, how many of those guys? It's got to be a really high number. This was their first OU game because of all the new faces, oh, or their first meaningful probably snaps, at least forty of them. Yeah. How yeah. about that? That's pretty incredible. Well, sticking with some of the positives, I'll say that my feeling, I know there's a lot of first game excitement, but my feeling as we go down and score effortlessly, then hold them defensively, force the punt, and Jay, as you said, Freeman could take this to the house, and the feeling of the dominance and the, and the exerting of our will, as he does indeed take it to the house, um, and we're up 14 to nothing like that. At that point in the game, it felt like we were just really doing everything we wanted. We were ready to play as if this was our third or fourth game of the season in the Arkansas State's first. And then I'm going to con- contrast that with how we were last year where we had a few quick starts that just totally fizzled out. We didn't have any fizzle today. Yeah, we kept it going, last year. and yeah. we were up 28 nothing at the end of the first quarter, and... I, I look down and I watch as, as they're rallying, as the team's on the sidelines, the different units coming in and out, and all of them look very engaged, and in fact they played that way and continued to execute at a high level, um, albeit with uh, some mistakes here and there, but also with a lot of new faces throughout the rest of that game. Yeah, there were times last year to definitely put the nail in the coffin early, and we couldn't capitalize on it well, sh- and I mean, let teams look at hang fl- around. Look at Florida State, how fast we got out, out front, right? I mean... We're, we come out flying in that bowl game. Yeah. And it's even even us here when we were watching the game is, all right, when is this going to catch yep. up? Like, when, when is when are the, when is the shoe going to drop and uh-huh. they're going to start coming back? You didn't ha- get any sense of that today. Again, two remarkably different opponents, night and day different opponents. But, I mean, you look at Kent but, State last year, and we had an explosive. Was it the second quarter that was so explosive against them? And one of the other early games, we had an explosive first quarter. Well, look that at Oklahoma State. Fizzled. Oklahoma State very much an explosive start that Jen fizzles. To the point of the game might have actually, you know, gotten ended out. It just didn't materialize. So I, I thought that was a real positive to take away the fact that we stayed strong the whole time, and even with a lot of backups in there. Um, let me ask you guys: Who do you think is the number one running back? We saw five different guys carry the ball outside of the quarterbacks. Um, all of them got a fairly uh, representative number of carries. They all got a lot of chances at it. Walker took the first handoff, so we all got that wrong. Mm-hmm. 
Although I did mention, what about Walker? What about Walker on yeah. the last pod? You guys poo-pooed that silly idea. Pretty surprising. It was I, surprising. I think the best running back didn't even play today. That's that's my opinion. I think Sawchuck will reaffirm himself as the starting running back. Yeah, I think that definitely could be the case. I think one of the reasons you might not have seen the the high yardage breakaway run is you never got a chance for one running back to establish himself and get his feet underneath him and get really game comfortable. And so you when you're given a guy That's the a ball for the first time, he's brand new, so he gets opening jitters and then you know another series in a new guy has opening jitters so maybe that was part of the deal and and we have a and, and it's a luxury to have yeah when you I mean, get to down have guys running the get ball like this, this when is you great. get down to two that you're going to play the majority of the time running backs is definitely a position that you need to get in the flow of the game go with who's hot yeah exactly and getting to game speed i mean it's the first game of the season and you've been practicing this time but game speed and practice speed are two different things so mm-hmm. only you know touching the ball you know twice in a series and then you come out another guy goes in and then maybe two series later you get to carry the ball two or three times it's this disjointed to where besides not just the flow but the game speed part of it too well yeah. i think that's what i really like to see today is obviously every guy's getting their chance today you didn't see us which given we were playing at a very very quick pace which we can get to that later um but levy was giving each running back series he wasn't giving them a play here a play there um, vice versa. It was, this is your series, you're taking it, let's see what you got type of thing. Um, so in terms of answering the question at hand, I guess you go into next week as with the same probably too deep as you had this week. Um, I don't. There wasn't one guy who came and established himself today. I think they all ran with conviction. I think you saw Barnes with some uh, heavy-handed runs where he's falling forward. But then again, you saw Tawee Walker do the same exact thing. Um, so What you might do is look at it as a week in practice where you and DeMarco could really lean on this, where you say, hey, this starting position and majority of the snaps are up for grabs. Who's gonna, who wants it? Who wants it? Who, who wants to show me that they've got what it takes to, to rise above this group? And Such a good problem to have. It is a great problem to have. And, and if we end up using a lot of running backs, even if we were to use a, a rotation that included three, and maybe one guy's more of your closer. Uh, I think that's a pretty exciting position to be in, and it can. And one thing that's that's great is, you know, you hate to see any player get injured, but you see a player, a running back this year, get injured. You're just not as upset about the team's prospects as you would be in other years, and that's that's a wonderful position to be in. Obviously, we'd love to see two guys rise up to the level of what the old days of a Mix and P Ryan or one of those connections would be and well even on um, even you know during that season what was it the 2016 season where we had to have Dimitri Flowers play running back the whole game yes against Iowa State Iowa yeah because yeah. yeah. P Ryan and Mixon were hurt and we didn't have a, a third string running back that was better than a an H back so just to kind of put some numbers to it um, Barnes had the most carries today he had 13 carries Tui comes in uh, behind him at eight, uh, going running back wise. Oh, I'm sorry. Marcus Major comes in next at nine carries. Tui Walker at eight, uh, Smothers with seven, and uh, Caleb Hicks at, at three. So, you want to 
put anything to that. I'm not sure. Barnes has the most carries. I'm not sure. We'd have to go back and look at the series themselves. I think that was mainly just the fourth quarter running clock. I, yeah. You know, late so. third, fourth quarter running clock. But um, Which they did a much better job of today trying to solve the game away when they had such a big lead. Snap the ball with five seconds on the clock and not doing some stupid 15 or 20 second crap. Well, and that kind of goes back to what I was saying with pace. I mean, man, we looked so much more efficient with the time. I mean, it was given. I don't know how you how you kind of mark that to efficiency with, with the team you're playing, but looked like we knew what we wanted to do offensively. Uh, looked like we knew exactly how we wanted to call plays in and run plays. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I was really impressed with that. I think Lebby... Lebby and Gabriel looked uh, on the same page the entire time today. So let's talk a little bit about um, what you were saying about pace because I think that they did a, an excellent job mm. of a little bit of complimentary football, but it was just working. The quick pace was producing results. We weren't going three and out. And it gives you a glimpse of when it's working, how well it can work. At the same time, when they needed to run some clock, they were deliberate. And they clearly were able to wait to snap the ball so that was a big improvement over what we've seen. Now you're in the luxury of a game you've completely dominated. So wait yeah, until it's 28 nothing after the first quarter. You can yeah, do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want, and you don't have to be so. You're not going to be uh, concerned with other things when you're only up 28-24, and you're trying to run clock and possess the ball. Let's see if they can do it in that situation. Sure, I I'm definitely understand that uh, difference between the two, but. Um, I've got some game notes. Um, obviously, they're just random because I'm, I'm writing them down Psycho. during during the game. Uh, I thought uh, it was good to see the kickoffs go through the end zone. Yes, I can only think of one that they mm-hmm. take short. Um, they had one return. Yeah, and one, he caught it at the goal line and just yeah, it was the, it was the corner of the goal line. So they had two. It was just returns. Two. Yeah, one out of each end zone, okay. and, and both of them we covered well. Yeah, that was good to see. Um, and I know it's a lesser opponent, but the team looked more disciplined. Yes. The wrap-up tackling was a thousand times better than the dive at him with your shoulder crap or just lunge at an ankle. It seemed way more form tackling across the board, even down to the third stringers. They were – it was the whole game the tackling looked way better than it did. And how great is that to be able to say that? I mean – yeah. Yeah, Buki's not teaching them to tackle anymore. Yeah, we, have, we honestly haven't been able to say that in five or six years that we can yeah. actually tackle correctly, which was nice. That, I think you're very right, and, and I recognize that too. I'm going to come back to that in a second with one point of criticism for someone who didn't do that at one point, but that's a, otherwise overall, yes, absolutely. And then also uh, Gabriel's deep ball is way better, and he looked more comfortable behind the line. I don't know if that was just this line was better and playing a lesser team. Or he feels better about his guys in the offense, or the deep threats. We had multiple. You know, Nick Anderson can go deep. Uh, Look good doing it. Jaden Gibson can catch a football now. A difficult to catch. Acrobatic catches. Had to fight for it. Um, The one that Arnold threw to him was literally just a jump ball because. Go get it. Yeah, but it's okay because he looked at the he looked at the the mismatch and, and saw. Oh, our guy's got four inches or five inches over the corner. And I'm just going to throw it up and see if he can grab it. And, and he did. And he did, and he actually could have gotten it clean, but he didn't because yeah. it's Jaden Gibson. Yeah, he but, he, but he was dominating that entire positioning as well. The DB never was in a good spot. He was on his heels the whole time, barely turning around enough to not be a pass interference. And then 
uh, obviously Gibson is in control enough to catch Andre, that ball. Andre Anthony down the field is going to be yeah, a threat. That's what yeah. that was my next one was I was I didn't really have any going into the game. You know, you see he had one big play at Michigan that we saw the highlight of over and over. He he never really played the rest of the season for them. So transferring here, you kind of wonder, you know, was he just not good enough to really contribute at Michigan, or did they just not play him right because they're more of a, a three yards in a cloud of dust type offense most of the time? And I was very impressed with him being able to get behind the corners at will, mm-hmm. and and Gabriel actually being able the first really long catch they threw to him, the corners pulling his jersey behind him, and he still makes a catch. And weirdly, no pass interference flag. Yeah. But thankfully, he made that catch. Oh, it's one of those like you wonder if he didn't catch it, would they have thrown the, the flag? flag? Come because out you could clearly see him pulling the jersey. But it also saved a touchdown because if he had to tugged his jersey, it would have been perfectly in step, and he would have walked in the end zone with it. There was another short post route that he did where the ball was thrown to his body, and if it had been two more feet in front of him. He'd have been off the races taking that one, too. Yeah, so I'm going to switch and say that's a point of criticism. While he did throw the ball deep maybe better than he has and over the middle better than he has, Gabriel had several notable underthrows and misthrows. One was on a – he fades it. I think it was on one of those they jumped – had him jump, which they did a great job of drawing him off sides. He draws him off sides, and he just lobs the ball up in a way that doesn't give his guy a chance to get the ball. Ended up being a pass interference. And then a couple others that were just pure misthrows down uh, on on deep balls. I felt like he waited too I mean, long. He only had three incompletions, and one of them should have been a pass interference. <clears throat> one, well, a couple of them were pass interferences yeah. that they also were incompletions. Right. One of them is to and those don't count on stats. What is who is number? I'm sorry, who is number five? Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. So Anderson's deep. He has this guy beat within the first three steps. Yeah. It's clear, and and they Gabriel sees it clearly. He's looking at it, and he waits so long to throw it that it's a stop route on a post route. And that ends up being the pass interference, but it would have been an incompletion had he not, you know, potentially an interception. If he if he throws it right, that's a touchdown walking in. Uh, so that I thought there were several underthrows that were pretty disappointing. That's my criticism. But it was still too. better than anything yeah. we saw. Yeah, it's Other improvement. Than the Nebraska game, I feel like he had some good deep balls. It's improvement. But it was definitely an improvement. And they were. This might sound funny, but they were underthrows because it was late. Yes. Yeah. His late throws, yeah. his late waiting, and, and that was a criticism so last year. Not where it's not supposed not to be. throwing it's guys to get open, yeah. Yeah. and exactly. yeah, he's just it's it's the right it's the right throw. He's just waiting too long. No, I'm really I'm really really excited for Andre Anthony. Like Lucas said, like we all saw, saw the one the highlight from Michigan. Um, we've heard all the stuff out of camp about him being a guy. I, I remember that first drive. Gabriel throws something over the middle to him, and it's like okay, this guy can he can catch the ball over the middle, and then. He goes on, I think his longest reception today was 45 yards. Um, him on one side, Farouk on the other, and then you have guys backing him up like uh, like you do with Anderson and Gibson, um, even Bunkley Shelton out there, which I don't know if he got targeted today. But uh, that's the group that we've all been saying has all the question marks, and they answered somewhat of a call today. So uh, I got to hope Gabriel sees those those open deep balls a little bit earlier but again Gabriel today just from a timing perspective from what we need him to do in the intermediate game and intermediate intermediate passing uh, I think I think he did really well yeah I think someone that we obviously we haven't mentioned yet somehow Petaway was going to be well Petaway had a bunch of really oh. good short catches I mean he looks yeah, good for he had a nine freshman. he led the team in, in reception nine yeah. um 
more than double of anybody Gavin else. Gavin Freeman. Yeah. Gavin Freeman is going to be an absolute problem for people in the slot. You cannot stop his quick slants. It's, it, it, it all depends on the quarterback getting the ball. And, and the Jay receiver, and I receiver blocking on the edge. Yeah, and yeah. Jay and I said it right when, on that on that little uh, short out that he had. For said the you, touchdown. For the touchdown. Yeah. Gavin's going to beat that guy nine times out of ten. Yeah. And it's it's exactly what they ran. It's what they would run at Clemson with uh, Hunter Renfro. I mean, yep. you run a little quick out, beat the corner, and score. That's yep. all you got to do inside the inside the ten yard line. So uh, you got to hope you see some of the use it until they use it until they can defend it because I don't know how you defend that with Gavin on the edge. So I I thought um, it is pretty exciting to see some real threats um, across the. Receiving core uh, in the slot and at wide out. We'll see as the season progresses how well that solidifies itself. But that was an area of concern coming in, and from what we see so far, that's a real positive. Well, just for guys sure. like just guys answering the call, right? Mm-hmm. Like we looking got, aggressive, looking yeah, like they want got, it. We've got guys that we we we've had in the past where we've heard about these guys and we've mm-hmm. heard about this stuff, and it's like eh, I don't really see it. We saw it today, and again. Opener against Arkansas State. Today's the day you go show it, and they showed it. They did. So, so one other thing that I will criticize a little bit, although I think he had a pretty good game, was Canick. He had um, one of those times that, which was rare in this game, where we didn't do a good wrap-up tackle. He had a try to, I'll call it a throw tackle. He tries to sling the guy to the ground, and, and he fails, and the guy continues on his feet. Luckily, great pursuit, and someone else is there to finish the, the play after just two yards. Um, it was out in the, the flat. So that was a little bit um, disappointing. Then uh, maybe a time or two for sure he was out of position. One time he drops back into pass coverage in the right position, and he's right there. It's a perfect throw right over his head. I thought he actually was going to potentially intercept it, if not knock it down, but it was just out of his grasp. I don't know if he's just too slow to recognize or if it was just perfect offensive execution. And what are you going to do? Yeah, it's one of those things, too, where it's he's faking at the line, faking blitz at the line, and then dropping back into coverage right when the ball snapped. I think we all saw it. It was one of those things where I thought I thought his hands were there. Like I, I, I thought the interception was there to be had, and it was one of those where it's just those are the plays you want to see us bring down and, and not only convert on but, but force the turnover on. Um, so, yeah, I, I would agree with that as well. So not a lot of criticism by me, um, even of him, and, and just not a lot of, to go around on the defense. So that was really good to see. Would have liked to have seen a true interception today. Would have, I mean, we, we, we got the forced fumble, the strip fumble that we got. Yeah, definitely a forced fumble, and that was great. Not um, no, Never in a position to jump a, around. Definitely some – and it was – Pure. Except the one where we had two guys converging on the ball, and, and they knocked right each other away, right between them, and, yeah. and they catch yeah. the ball. So, the, I guess the other thing that you could criticize, but I believe it was a full second string in there, was a couple series, actually one series in particular, where they, the quarterback misses the receiver by ten yards, underthrows it, then a guy drops a ball right in his hands. Yeah, and that was a bad series. It was just away. bad. Now you know, the, so obviously some guys out of position, some things not working. Um, but that could have been the threes by that point. It might have been actually at least a couple of them, and 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 that works across the board. That does remind me though, 
they did get the ball out of their hand pretty quick. The defensive line didn't have a lot of chances to to make uh, a, get quarterback pressure, much less a sack. Ethan Downs got a sack. Um, he got sack. How about the sack? And how about tackle for losses? Yeah. How about the fact that a starter last year is getting the sack, getting his sack in the fourth quarter this year because he's not playing. Is he on the third string or is he second string? I think he rotates in with the ones and twos. So it it tells you a he lot about today, the depth right? we have. No, no, no uh-uh. he didn't. No, the the three of the four starting D line were uh, transfers. Luala was the only one that started. Yeah. So wow. that was pretty impressive to me in terms of look at how much deeper we are today. Look at how much more talent we've got on the field because Ethan Downs is a good football player, and and he is he works hard. Obviously, lost some of his starting role, if not all of it. Um, and 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 good for him to stick around and and be playing hard enough in the fourth quarter to I get the sack. I think he has a chance to to pull the um, same move that Laulu pulled, where he spends this season bulking up because we lose interior interior D linemen. And he steps back into that role. Yep, because he's not twitchy enough and fast enough. It's just a pure defensive end. But he looks like someone who loves the weight room. And I think it will he likes do, the process too. He's bought yeah, in. He'll do anything that the coaches tell him or need him to do. And I, I, I would guess he puts on 20, 25 pounds from now to the start of next season. Is moved inside. Well, and he's what one of two guys that we have that were on the first or second preseason All Big Twelve teams that we have. Uh-huh. Yeah. I had hopes so, for him being like an Austin English style, where he could just kind of speed rush the outside yeah, stand and up he, a little bit. He really just hasn't gotten to that. He's point. just not fast enough. No. Uh-uh. I did like there was we talked about aggression on third and longs instead of sitting back. And there was a play where we brought both safeties about two feet behind the the defensive line. Yeah. On a third and ten we had everybody up and they beat us right over the top of Billy Bowman. They snapped the ball. He backs up just out of his reach where he couldn't catch it. Um, I think it was a slot receiver just barely got past uh, whoever was covering him. And I think it was about a 14-yard gain on a third and 10. But I liked going the for the aggression. But I hope it doesn't come back to bite us with the Over fact the that, no, that, the, that the, the coaching staff's like, well, look, this is what happens when we try to do this. We did give up a first down. So maybe we shouldn't do this as much during the season. I don't think so. I, I, I look at it as what they want to do. I think the things you saw today were things they want to, they're working on, they want to do. And anytime you're seeing them do something like that, it's because that's what they want to do. Speaking of what they want to do and what you wanted to see, I noticed for a moment, and I asked the guys if they had noticed um, to, more than I had, maybe you did, Lucas, um, how much 4-3 set were we in? It looked like we were in, I mean, for one, when I said it to them, I said, hey, we've been in the 4-3, and we're running 4-3. Yeah. Is that the new, you know, that's one thing you wanted well, when to you, see. Well, if you call when the, the results show a 48, cheetah, 48 yards rushing. The four. Yeah. If you call a cheetah the, the three. The three. The, the third, third linebacker. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. There's a Sam, essentially, on a lot of those. Yeah. Um, Harrington playing up. Um, McCullough didn't really get his shot because he, he kind of come out limp in the first quarter. He came through on that third down. After though. a tackle. Mm-hmm. Um just seems like he maybe sprained his ankle or something. There wasn't any sense in forcing him to get back out there. But um, yeah, amazing, we had a lot of amazing. We have four down edge. linemen that actually yeah. can do what you want. Maybe not get like we said early. We didn't get the pass pressure that we would have hoped, but we definitely got the run stopping. You could that all you could ever hope for. Yeah, with forty eight yards rushing. Yeah, I thought that was a good sign, and, and maybe that's 
the look that they're going to want to go for it more looks and like more. Pearson's going to be a That's really good run stopping. Took the words out of my yeah. mouth. He's Pearson looks like he's going to be a dude. He got a penalty, and then immediately made then, up for it. And then immediately <laughs> made a great tackle right after that. Goes and makes a tackle in the backfield for a, a tackle for loss. And we we didn't have desperation penalties where where they did quite a few face masks where they're just grasping in desperation. We weren't um, stupid. We weren't getting. Um, you know, we had one hit out of bounds, which was so marginal. It was it was right on the edge. So it'd be easy to, to say that could go either way, or it, it wasn't a clear mental breakdown. Um, nobody looked lost. Nobody looked lost. The defense didn't look o- over at the sidelines with their hands in the air going, what are we running, what are we doing? And you don't know how many snaps those guys play together in practice because of you, all had, the rotations. you had a couple twos out there with some threes. You had some threes yeah. out there with some fours. Yeah. It was a mixed bag the whole pretty much halfway through the third yeah, quarter. Yeah, the coaches the tried the to keep um, – some of the veteran dudes, or some yeah, of the starter or that maybe yeah. knows more, paired up with the guy. Peyton Bowen looked pretty good when but he got yeah. in. Yeah, he didn't look. Um, I didn't see. I didn't see anyone. I didn't see um, Jacoby Johnson got on the field, which I yeah, thought was a lot. crazy. No, I didn't see Wagner out there much. No, he, he must have been hurt. hurt. Yeah, yeah. Or he, he didn't get there at all. all. Yeah, at all I, I didn't remember seeing no. him yeah. out there. I didn't see Billy Bowman or, or any other veteran have to run up and push a guy into the right position and and say no over here, no do this. There wasn't any of that, and I don't. Maybe that's a little bit. You're running a very straightforward scheme, but um, I don't know. Regardless, they they were definitely well coached. My for number this game. one concern from the previous pod was Andrew Rain snapping. Uh huh. And from what I could tell, from my faraway seats and all, was that it did look improved. I didn't see a bunch of low and right snaps. Gabriel wasn't having to bend down to the wrong side and try to pull all this off. Um, that looked way better than it did last year. Yeah, definitely so. From our um, very Close good years. vantage yeah. point, we, we could good. notice how yeah. it was. We'll confirm it looked real good. Yeah. Okay. And how I had one more. Oh, the the interesting extra point to, at the beginning of the, was it the third quarter? Yes. The first touchdown? Yes. The bobbled snap after by after the, the After they jump off sides, and we looked a little confused about if we had accepted the penalty or not <laughs> because the – the holder had moved up like a, a, a foot, you know, a yeah. third of a yard, and then it's like he didn't know what to do, and then the the, the it comes back and he yeah it, it he, he bobbles he, it he lays it on the ground. Yeah. The kicker waits for him to put it back. Schmidt then takes yeah, nails step. it Good for Schmidt. one step one nails step it. and kicked it through. Good for Schmidt. Absolutely, yep. adjusting. You man. never know at any. I mean, think about the Honeycutt missed extra point. You know, and yeah, a missed field goal, and you never know when that's going to matter. And you've done it once now to where. Your, punt, your, your, your holder bobbles a snap, and you still are able to punch it through. If you're a coach, you almost want to engineer a situation like that so you <laughs> yeah. can have them see us and say, all right, you yeah. see? And that's what you do. You, you, that's how you get it right. So that was good. And just played with such confidence today. Um, talk about Jackson Arnold a little bit. Um, obviously, he's coming in, in in scrap play that he's uh, against. You know, he's playing with a lot of second stringers, et cetera, including, I think, an entire second string offensive line. I think he had the line. entire second string. Yeah, so he didn't have any help of that. Now, he's going against second string, but he looked exceptionally uh, poised. He had some moxie. He he ran the ball with confidence. He didn't look to slide. He looked to get the yardage, but he wasn't taking a hit that you want a guy to avoid. He seemed to know what the hell he was doing. He was, I think, the best word for me is calm yeah he just looked 
looking through progressions. Just another day, um, and he's just stood in the pocket. He wasn't jittery. Didn't mm-hmm. have happy feet. No happy feet. Just where do I go with this? And I throw it. I mean, a lot of more quick throws, but and then when he did all. take off to run, he has very good vision. Well, God, I mean him and him and Petaway next year, like. Yeah, I mean that's going to be a lethal combination. And and uh, and uh, happy birthday by the way. Yeah, happy, happy birthday, birthday Jackson. Um, but to Jay's point, the poise and Steve, yours as well. The poise and the calmness to do something like he did, throwing that ball up to Jaden Gibson and just saying, "Hey, man, go." And recognizing it. the situation. Not saying it was like an amazing or perfect throw by any means, but just understanding. It's where his guy needed looking it. Looking the matchup, and yeah, and then putting that ball where the where he he let his receiver go make a play. Um, oh man! Well, there was one it's other. Exciting. It was a little it's flat exciting. route, and he zipped it over there and put it right on the numbers where you want it. And I, and I don't contrast this to be critical of Gabriel, but Gabriel ran the exact same play earlier in there's the game. One of the, there's one of the three incompletions. And yeah. Is the, no, this was a complete. Oh no, no, no it was uh, Gabriel. The Gabriel incompletion was where he zipped it in the flat and it went through Pettiway's well, hands. Well, I'm thinking of two. Then one time he zipped it in the flat and it went through his hands, and the other time he reached had to reach out and get it, and he did yep. get it. But both times it was not to the player, and Arnold's one attempt at that same play put it right on the spot you want it to be. Have, it has to be for a, and and he turned that into he may have turned that into 15 16 yards if i remember right yep. Petaway did so that that's the difference there um it does the ball does come off his hands different too. it comes off his hands just well it comes, comes off, off his, his right hand other other hands yeah so that's yeah. true yeah. maybe complete opposite maybe hands. gabriel should which should throw right-handed right. is what you're saying when know. i when i saw jackson run that touchdown in um in the south end zone it when i saw it it looked like what we thought Blake Bell would end up to be as a quarterback. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because it was the he sure, can run it. The number, or? and it might be the number, <laughs> and because he's not he's not as big as as Blake thickness wise. But I just saw him running the end zone. And I got back and belldozer in my head. He could belldozer and, though. Yeah, I mean he, he could absolutely build. could belldozer. Oh, 100%. And he could belldozer in a way that's an even much bigger threat because than with Blake Bell arm. because he could with yeah. the arm. And yeah. you got to respect and that. Not that arm. Blake Bell. I mean, when he was in high school, he was a very good quarterback. Oh, he was like a. And, a Record-setting quarterback. Yeah, and then until you know third year here when he tra- swapped over to tight end, um, we expected him to be our starter at one point, and then yeah. kind of didn't happen. But well, that it kind of reminded me of that when he oh absolutely he in the end zone. There. I think that's pretty exciting to think that you might have um, a lot of packages where if you're in a second and two, whether or not you're near the goal line, that you're going to put him in a position that 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 linebacker core and those safeties have really got to think about where they want to be because with his vision if if what we saw today is going to be indicative he he can just pick you apart he'll either decide well this is easy i'm going to run for this or uh, this is easy and he throws for um uh, something over the top that that could be just you know turn second and two into a 40-yard touchdown another thing they did today and i don't know if it was the play call i it, he was pausing running clock and looking over on the sideline quite a bit but we really wanted him to get a, a throwing touchdown at one point there was a couple late in the in the game in the fourth quarter but he be it him or levy somebody saw the situation with um the defensive line and the linebackers and it was clear and they hand the ball off to hicks and he was getting four or five six yards getting the first down no trouble where it was a i think it was a third and two and I felt like this is clearly four-down territory, and 
I'm hoping he throws the ball so that even if he doesn't get it, you go for it on fourth. But he did the right call, which he steps left and hands the ball off, and it was a six-yard, no questions about it, gets the first down. So it's just good to see, again, that kind of poise in the position to get what you need to get um, and, and not get greedy, uh, not get happy feet, not get into any type of situation where you look like what he is, a true freshman playing in his first college football game. Yeah, good Man. stuff. So let's let's comment just a little bit on the game day atmosphere. I thought it was really good. I thought it was big improvements outside walking towards the stadium, inside as well. I thought I saw um, more and more as I got towards the stadium, um, tent set up, different things. We didn't. I didn't venture over to the south side to see what Lindsay Street looked like. I'll be interested to hear others who heard it did. Was, heard it was unimpressive. Unimpressive. But, but uh, and it, you we'll know, see, and, I mean, they didn't give them that much space. Oh, exactly. And people I mean, for that gonna, much time. Yeah. People are going to have to get used to it. Right? And they're going to have to get that culture back. They're going to have to decide they want to do it. Thing. They need to let them put tents on the north side of the street, too, as yes. opposed to just that small section between the sidewalk and the street on the south side. Uh, they need to let them put tents yeah. on the north side of Lindsay. Well, and maybe do too, sta- and where be the too, too deep if they're not letting them. You know, you got to get some depth to all of those things, too, yeah, so it's really an environment where people want to to move around because you've got quite a bit of space between the you got sidewalk to street but then you got sidewalk to Headington uh, College and Dunham College there's there's a lot of space there to be had if they'll let them do it but it's, it's gonna take time I could see people not being real enthused about 11 a.m. kickoff in the heat whereas next week maybe at SMU or they've got all day to set up it may be a different situation um, but I thought overall the game atmosphere was was good I was hopeful that it would be a good experience in the stadium because I've been hearing them practice with the Jumbotron at 10.30 at night and 6.30 in the morning today, so they damn sure better been good because they were keeping me up and waking me up, but it was good. I felt like their execution of of all of the, um, and we could have, our, and I do have my problems with how much they scream at us to, to during timeouts and different things going on, but everything was executed real well, timed really well. And tell us what you guys think. What do you think, Lucas, about that intro today? The intro is one of the – I mean, the original Bob Stoops, we're going to turn this ball into this ball, is probably number one all time because that, that was, was awesome. That was the beginning of, like, the video introduction being, you know, kind of cinematic. Um, but this one's up there when you had Bosworth saying, you know, 211 degrees is one thing and then 212 is, the, you know, the point of boiling um, – you, and then they show this is Adrian, and then this is AD. This is Marquise uh, Brown. Marquise Brown. This is Hollywood. This is Roy, and this is Superman. And then he goes, is, and then then you had Brian, and then he goes, and then the boss. The boss puts, puts the glasses, glasses on. on. You know, there's flames through the whole thing. Um, that was yeah, it was legit. Was, today's was pretty awesome. It, yeah, it, it, yeah was, it, was, it was fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, for sure. They had the the rhythm of it was great. The the build up. The, the nostalgia, along with the focus on the team today, I, I thought they did a great job. I mean, Switzer saying there's only one Oklahoma in the past, those have been fantastic, too. Absolutely. You know, you get Selmans and all the kind of highlight reel stuff, but today's with the storyline of, mm-hmm. of that. And I've been critical of the 212 degree and the team 128, 129 crap. I don't, I don't like any of that, but, but they worked it in well today on that. I thought they did, too. I thought that... Um, one thing that stood out to me, having been a critic of so many things in the past and noticing when they would, would have a problem, 
they didn't have any problems today as far as I could tell in terms of every video they wanted to queue up, queued up on time. There were no lapses. The thing didn't go out of power at any time. We never lost audio. We had the scene setter immediately go into the starting lineups. Everything was just moving along just the way you want to see it in a well-executed approach. Uh, so really hats off to them for doing a great still job. still got the announcer saying boomer after each first down. I don't sucks. like it. I don't love it. At least he was getting he it was in getting quicker it all in. as opposed to last time they're snapping the ball and he's yelling boomer. That was annoying in the past. He needs to yep. learn how to say PJ out of Bawari. <laughs> a little bit better. He Yeah. Very stuttered. But other But no, he was he was his timing was good. He wasn't interrupting the game flow of play. The band did a good job of not interrupting and playing over the flow of play. just just like one time did I notice it and it was a time that it was kind of excusable, but with as quick as we run, it's important that they know when they can and can, should and shouldn't. Uh, be mu adding music, but they did a really good job there. How about the water situation today? It was great. It was, it was now. Great. I mean, lines weren't bad either. But lines everyone, weren't everyone bad. They had the water so. stations that we filled up with. The water monster that they had set up and was below my my section. Mm -hmm. um, worked before the game, but then by halftime it was empty. Yeah, uh, and they didn't uh, refill it. And they didn't refill it. I would have thought that that's bad. They would have. I would have thought they had that hooked up to something to yeah, where like it constantly refills. Yeah, just a line. Yeah, it was Put, not. Yeah, hook it, up, um, hook it up with the toilets or something. My son went down to go refill water bottles, and he's like, "Nope, that thing's empty. It's just the water stations where the refill bottles." Mm -hmm. And That's of course, bad. those aren't cold no. at all. There's no water pressure, so you stand there for a minute trying to fill a 20 ounce bottle. I don't know what it's like other places, but. To me, that's not good enough. No, it's not it's, good enough. When you got 100, too 100 degrees, not you got to be a little better in that aspect. And Even we, though at least they made an effort this time to do a little more. We still criticize, and I, I think rightfully so, that they don't have people walking up and down the stands um, selling drinks at least. Yeah. Uh, that's confusing They had the people walking around downstairs. They did? In the, yeah, with, but, with the shoulder things but on. But not up and down the aisles. But not up and down the aisles. No. Still criticize the. Uh, I don't know if that's just a post-COVID thing or what. Still criticize getting into the stadium. Getting in the stadium was rough. It yep. was not enough lines. Not enough not lines. Enough it seemed to be a few more actually than in the past. It wasn't we, awful, but it wasn't. We, yeah, we saw them moving some some new. Uh, I don't understand why they were moving the metal detectors at that point. Like, why aren't you set up? Why would you need more? Did you do you need to call in more? Right. And we could even have a rant about do we even need metal detectors, but uh, it moved a little faster than it seems like it did in the past, but it, it could be better. So it's not perfect, but it was big improvements in a lot of those respects. Um, and that's important. It's important to continue to improve as we get ready for a big move into the SEC and hopefully a big move into bigger environments in terms of what the, the crowd's going to demand um, and what the crowd's going to be. That crowd was pretty light to start the game. so. I don't know if that's difficulty getting in or if that's just a lack of people getting real motivated at 11 a.m. when it's getting warm to, to get to the stadium and get into their seats that early. But they, we'll see next week a little bit when they've got more of the day to prepare for it. Um, that is the fans. So if we, uh, assuming it's going to be nearly a capacity crowd at kickoff in their seats, um, if they actually can allow that to happen by getting people into the stadium in a timely manner. Um, other thoughts, other things about today's experience. Any uh, any changes, Lucas, or any upward movement in your prediction? Nope. Yeah, no. still nine and three. Still nine and three. I'm I'm right. still eleven and one. But from what I saw, and I wanted to talk about this around the 
the, the conference of the few games we've seen so far, um, I'm a solid 11-1. and one. I, With Colorado beating TCU today, TCU definitely gets knocked down. I'm trying to think about what I think the toughest second game on OU's schedule is. Texas is still probably clearly the toughest, even, even though, though they, they didn't, look, didn't great. look great against nope. Rice. Um, I mean, maybe the BYU road trip just because of atmosphere. Atmosphere and, yeah, yeah not knowing time. what's going on with TCU them. TCU might be a different team by the time we play TCU might already. be a different team yeah. by then. Um, Kansas might be the number two on the road. Their quarterback didn't play. Yeah. Jane Danielson play? Nope, he didn't play. He had uh, back issues yesterday, so he didn't. Didn't take a snap, and they they had uh, and they started Bean, slow, but Bean. they won. Yeah, they just they started slow in the first half, and then they kind of blew them out in the second. Yeah, so I I just don't think most of the rest of the relatively easy schedule is going to be very difficult. I'm just going to take a second to peek in. At UCF, six. I mean UCF put up a lot of points. Yeah, UCF looked yeah. pretty good. We yeah. don't play them. We do. We oh, we do. We're at, we at home. That's right. And Gus Mal's on. Even they put though up we, a lot. Of we curb stomped yeah. him when he was at Auburn, and he took that cheap shot. BS touchdown there at the end of the game to try to make the score closer. Um, I've always thought he's a pretty good offensive coach. So that if they've got the talent there, which that's the largest enrolled school in the country. I think they're third. Are they really the largest? How big are they I think they're the largest enrollee in the country. I think they're third in terms of on paper, like recruiting. Oh, yeah. Like how many – in the huh. Big 12. Blue chippers you have or whatever. Well, they're yeah, getting some, they're I mean, they're getting some guys. Well, there. they had a guy, I, I watched a little of their game, the uh, what was it, Thursday, Thursday night, night, and they've got a speedster, and he was all up and down the field. He'll be the guy that you'll want to stop, but it's also the situation where is that their only There's player. There's so many. And, and I mean, they used to have a guy named Dylan Gabriel. Yeah, they did. They so no that might be the, uh, that's at home, but that might be the next toughest. I'm trying to see Arkansas, or uh, Central Arkansas and Oklahoma State, they're, Zero zero with a uh, little under six minutes to play. So, um, notably, all three state schools played a, uh, or major programs from the state of Oklahoma played an Arkansas school today uh, this weekend. Um, Congrats to Kevin Wilson on his uh, first game. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Tulsa got a victory. Um, and against uh, uh, which Arkansas? Uh, Put up a ton of points. Which Arkansas school <laughs> was, was that? Uh, Pine Bluff? Uh, Pine Bluff, yeah, that's right. I thought that's so, who she's playing. No, they play Central, Central Arkansas. Arkansas. Central Arkansas. So I don't think – that was my, my roundabout way of saying it. I don't think Oklahoma State's going to be very good. I'm not worried about them. So we'll see. Um, second toughest game might be in the Big 12 championship after we're 12-0 uh, and 0 and we're playing Texas for a second time. Um, that might would be it. my guess. That be it. So we've got SMU next week, 5 o'clock kickoff, awkward quick kickoff time. We'll have a preview pod this week about it. We've got Tulsa on the road after that. Um, that'll be a, a fun late-night pod, um, post-game pod on that one. Anything else to mention before we sign off today, guys? We're Big in full victory. swing. I, I'm pumped. I mean, I'm never going to shy away from 73 points. This was a start we needed. Yeah. It so was absolutely the start we need. I'm pretty excited. So, Agreed. season is here. Sooners are rolling, 1-0, and thanks to Tobacco Exchange. And until next time, Boomer Sooner. Sooner.